0: What's up, everybody? Back again. First things first. This episode is sponsored by Royal Deca. Uh, what is Royal Deca? Well, when I first started my podcast, or was about to, I didn't have a clue. And basically what Royal Decca does is they fill in all the guesswork. They help you build up your podcast and get it so you can maintain it yourself. It's rad. Uh, any questions I had, they were on point. And they help me through every roadblock. So check out RoyalDeca.com. Alright, what's new? What's new? Let's see. Just went skating with Billy Drown and Ramsey. And Ramsey just went in. Fucking ended up all beaten up from trying this trick. But he persevered. He stuck with it. The Sick Ollie. And uh, that was hype. Uh, we didn't skate around. Went to No Problemo. Got some food. That was dope as well. What else? What else? Been rock climbing um oh yeah heading down to surf expo to do some podcasts there so some of the episodes in the future will be live at surf expo that's pretty cool and i got some really cool guests lined up so can't wait to share that with you guys um today's podcast is kill brathwaite uh he's my homie i really enjoyed this one we really chopped it up and the dude's grown to be an epic individual also thank you for listening This podcast has been a blessing. Uh, It's rad to partake in it with you. Enjoy the episode. This is The Shetless Show. show. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. And
1: when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone, check. one, two, one, two. Microphone, Shet, one, two, one, two. I hope they get it, I'm sick of explaining history I'm rolling with a circle of winners, we claim the victories come on! It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard you are in a transitional
0: world right now Yeah, it's just basically going for it and then... Sometimes they think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens game, every day. yeah People are worried about skateboarding and the state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. The skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like, I've never seen like that many skaters in one place, just like, it's like we can't go to the streets. Alright, let's
1: see. We rolling? Are we rolling? Yeah,
0: we're rolling. What's up, Akil? How's it going, man?
1: What's up, Anthony? How are you, dog?
0: I'm chilling, man. Just, uh, in my office, as you can see, I got, it's kind of a mess. I'll give you a little tour. That's like a pile of shit right there. A uh, bunch of shit on my desk. That's a ticket from running a fucking toll. <laughs>
1: damn, how much was that one?
0: Ah, uh, it's like three bucks or something. Uh, that's not oh, bad. Oh, shit. Yeah, where, where are you at right now? You're saying you're in Southern California?
1: Yeah, man, I'm in the valley right there now just at home relaxing
0: got the boys here hell yeah yeah we, we just seen nick nick tucker's in the back right there that's good yes, man what's sir. that what's Look, that backdrop what's that backdrop behind you guys
1: oh that's the uh that's where the wolves hang out yeah that's the mystical forest <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> sick that's just
0: a big ass photo
1: blown up yeah it's the huge thing the, the, the homies got it at ikea it's this crazy little photo
0: oh, that's rad Do you guys have like a full-on skate house going on right now
1: uh no, nah. actually nah it's an adult house. It's, oh it's, that's dope. It's, yeah, it's all clean and shit. We got like there's some there's some skate shit that you might see but it's it's pretty it's pretty uh pretty grown up in here.
0: Yeah, that's nice, that's nice. The skate the skate house gets fucking tired real quick.
1: Yeah, and it's gross. That shit is nasty.
0: Yeah, like five dudes on one toilet and no one yeah. cleans it. <laughs> I mean,
1: you can't have holes just coming through and it's just, just dirty all the time. Mate. That's not cool.
0: Yeah, exactly. There'll be like pubic hair all over the toilet, girls in there just like, Ugh.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's gross. Uh, uh, just period blood on the seat and shit. <laughs> it's out of control, man
0: all right we're gonna start at the beginning as i like to and uh, my favorite story is how did you like how did find people find their first skateboard so
1: uh so it's actually kind of crazy like i grew up in the hood that was right across the street from the skate park and at that time i knew nothing about skating like at all and i went over there and they were like just kind of mobbing around and i was like yo this is crazy like i, got, I, got, I gotta get one i gotta get on this
0: who'd you and see so,
1: I see, it was probably, like, it was, like, Sid of Bruzy and, like, like Eddie, little Eddie Hall and, like, a couple other dudes, they were already, like, at that time, everyone was good, they were already, like, had been skating for a while, and then I just kind of rolled up to the park, and I was, like, yo, I'm trying to get, like, trying to see what's up, and they're, like, all right, all right, all right, so, like, basically, I begged my mom for a board for, like, it was probably, like, four or five months like i was just using like rental boards from the skate park like i was going up there every day using rental boards and then finally she got me a board because like we didn't have no bread like that you know what i mean like so it was a lot at that time like 150 dollars for a board that was crazy yeah fuck so we got one we got it all set up my mom got it and that was like the first complete i ever really got like she got it for me as like a birthday and a christmas gift like i didn't get nothing for my birthday or <laughs> that's all i got was that
0: I, that's, that's it, it you
1: know what I mean? like, that was it that was it
0: i'm with you i'm on the same program
1: yeah so you know so i basically you know i i had that and it was pretty much off to the races from there it was just it was just off to the races we was gone
0: well well for my listeners we should kind of we could should kind of address akil grew up in rhode island and right there what what's was it in um middletown
1: yeah i grew up in middletown it's like super small there's probably like a couple thousand people in my whole entire town like if that there was probably like 1500 kids that went to my high school.
0: Yeah, but you, you grew up right near the skate park that was like iconic for, for a lot of pro skateboarders and people in the Northeast.
1: Yeah, a lot of people came out of there. Like, uh, like PJ Ladd grew up skating there and Zared Bassett and like Jeremy Rogers. You did, I did a lot of dudes. Like, it was a really, it was a, it, without that park, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Like, And at that time, I was so young, and you guys were already doing it, so it was like I had people I could talk to that, like, really helped me out, and it just, like, it just worked, like, if if I was anywhere else, it wouldn't have happened, like, it was kind of one of those things where, like, opportunity met, like, preparation, it all kind of just came together.
0: Yeah, Skaters Island was just that park, it was so good, and, like, in the Northeast, we rely on indoor skate parks, so... That place was amazing. It was actually in the Tony Hawk video game as, like, one of the levels. And uh I remember going there. I had to drive, like,
1: forty. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, I had to drive, like, 45 minutes just to get there. And I remember getting there, and these dudes would be, like, you would be there skating, and I'd see you. And they'd just be, like, yeah, that's a kill. He's crazy. And then you'd be doing these crazy tricks. Yeah, you were wilding out. You were just, like, uh, you had so much energy and a mouth on you, and it was fucking sick.
1: Yeah, I was out of control. Like, I said whatever I want. I did whatever I want, like... I didn't care like what people don't even what a lot of people don't know even at that time like my first ever video part was with you from when I was skating in the skate park like I was that small where I didn't even skate outside like people don't even really understand like where I came from and where we come from it's really cold yeah so like I was so small that I couldn't really go far like my mom would be like all right you can go to the skate park that's across the street and I could never ever skate outside so like By the time I had started to skate outside, it was like I was kind of already grown up. But as a kid, like I was just I was wild in the skate park, just out of control, like out of control. (laughs) Picking up girls, doing all types of wild shit, stealing sodas from the vending machines, all types (laughs) of crazy shit. You you did. The shit was out of control. Like I I look back on it.
0: How'd you, how'd you rig yourself up with the park, like, um, as far as getting in? Did you have to pay, or how'd you, just, you were there so much, huh? Well,
1: what happened was is, first, they were just like, alright, look, like, you can skate here, because you're coming here a lot, but you gotta, like, clean up, like, pick up all the bottles and shit, and, like, help sweep up, so the park is clean, and I was like, alright, no big deal, because at that point, I wasn't even, I, like, stopped going to school, because I was going to the skate park from 9 to 9 every single day, like, yeah. get into, it like, It was my life, you know what I mean? So I would go to school maybe, like, once or twice during the week, and then I'd be at the skate park. So eventually they were just like, yo, clean up, keep it tight, and you can skate here, no problem, like, whenever you want. And it got to the point where, like, I actually started to get really good. And then they were just like, all right, look, just come here. And they were like, it was the first place where I could go, and they were like, all right, look, this is, like, your home now. So you can come here, and you can get good at skating, and we're not going to stress you about nothing. This is your park. Between the hours of open to close, you come whenever you want. And if it wasn't – if I didn't have something like that and I didn't have, like, the people really encouraging me, if I didn't have, like, you guys and, like, all that others – all the other positive shit that was going on because I came from a really negative – place. it was negative. It was bad. Like, I had nothing. Like, it was way easier for me to, like, sell some weed or something than it was for me to go to the skate park because I wasn't getting no money from that. Yeah. So it was just, like, if I didn't have the people around me, I didn't have the support around me, especially, like, at that point in my life. I could have been somewhere way, like, different. Yeah. But because I was, they let me skate the park so much for free, it, like, helped me be, like, somewhere safe. You know what I mean? Like, I was always somewhere safe.
0: Yeah, well, I, I agree 100%. I'm a Similar thing, man. It's just, like, some something about skateboarders, you know? They're creative, they're passionate. They can be raw as fuck, but, like, skateboarders kind of care about shit. We all work really hard at getting good at skating, so it's sick that they took you in. And the coolest thing about skateboarding is that, like, a little dude like you from the projects can just go to this place and everyone's down. There's all different types of people at the skate park, you know, like.
1: <laughs> so It was crazy. Yeah, I, It was like, it was literally like it was an extension of home, like on some like real life. Like if I didn't have any money to get no food, like they were like, all right, look, we going to get some pizzas. Come back here and eat. Like I would be there all day. Like when I say all day. I mean, all day.
0: Oh, dude, park, I could tell. I could tell if, you're if skating. Park
1: was, yeah, if the park was open past, like, you know, we'd have, like, late-night sessions. I would be there sometimes from 9 in the morning on a Saturday till, like, 2 or 3 in the morning, Sunday morning, just still skating. Like, that's... If I didn't have that, it would have been bad. Like it would have been really bad. Like
0: as someone as someone coming from like forty five minutes away and visiting, I went a lot though. I hustled my way to get up there. I got people to give me rides and shit. But it was funny to watch you skate there because like everyone was like, "Damn, this kid's so good." You'd like shit on everybody (laughs) because you were there, (laughs) like lived there. So like, (laughs) yeah,
1: exactly. I was the ultimate local.
0: Yeah, it was tight. I think that's a good spot to come from. Um.
1: Yeah, it was good for me, man
0: how do you have your father in your life
1: um occasionally it's off and on like i haven't talked to him in a really long time like i know like he got kind of sick but he's doing kind of better now but like i kind of don't really like I'm kind of on my own, like, you know what I mean, I'm on my own my own shit, like, I'm just kind of grinding with me and my team, like, we're, we're trying to just establish something and make something, so I, like, I can at least have something to bring to the table, or bring back to the table, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I deal with the family stuff still to this day. I know you know about my story, and I, I know yeah. yours, so, like, I still deal with the shit with my family, and it's crazy, it's like, it's a mindset that you gotta change, you know, and some people, it's harder to break that, like, bad habits and just all these yeah.
1: I just had to let go like as it sounds really selfish but it was like for me to grow up I had to like let go I couldn't allow myself to let you know I mean what these other people had going on in a life that was much longer than the one I lived yeah like to determine or dictate what I was going to be and or do so I had to like let go like and it's kind of it's crazy because like just recently like a year and a half ago my mom had a heart attack and I hadn't talked to her I hadn't talked to her for probably, like, four years, five years before that, and my sister called me, like, yeah. three weeks after it happened, and she was like, you know, your mom had a heart attack, and I had no idea, because I don't talk to her, Yeah. but because of, like, some crazy shit like that happened, and it made me just realize how, like, how fragile things are, you know what I mean, so, like, now I'm built, rebuilding a relationship back with her, and, like, I'm trying to get it back together, strong with her, but, you know what I mean, it's day by day, it's, like, Kind of like being a, like you know like you're recovering from something, you just kind of take it day by day.
0: Yeah, exactly. I yeah, have the same. It depends on the phone call. Sometimes the phone calls are good. Sometimes they're not.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> all right, moving forward a little bit. Um, growing up skating, Skaters Island, seeing Zared and Eddie and all these dudes, Jeremy, PJ, Ryan Gallant, dude. There were so many heads. Um. Yeah. How were you introduced? uh What was your first introduction to like sponsorship?
1: Um. That was kind of weird, actually. Like, I, when I started to actually get good, I rode for Sid Shop, which was, uh, what? Water Brothers surf and skate. So that was my first actual sponsor. And they really, like, once it got to the point where, like, I was actually skating, excuse me, to the, to the, like, a lot, you know what I mean? Like, I was going through boards a lot, I was going through shoes. They really stepped in and helped me. And then, I was the parked one day, and I, like, just, I had known Zared from, Eddie had introduced me to Zared because Eddie and Zared were friends for a while. Yeah. And Eddie was like, yo, like, you should, you know what I mean? Like, this is a kill, blah, blah, blah. And then so Zared is the reason actually why I was able to get on Zoo. Damn. Which was actually, like, my first actual sponsor. Damn. And I got on Zoo when I was, like, 13. Damn. <laughs> I was little. So, like, I got on Zoo being a kid that had never, ever skated outside. Like, I never had a video <laughs> part I never had nothing like that. Yo, like you, like you know, I never had no. I had no video part. I probably won like three or four contests, but they were all at the skate park. Yeah. Granted, they were against like a lot of dudes. Like, but I was still a kid. Yeah. So at that point, they were like, "All right, we're gonna put you on." So, I went to New York for my, my first time. That was like I went back to New York like as a skater for my first time, and I was like little. It's probably like thirteen, fourteen years old. And then after that, they were like, "Yo, we're going to Europe." Damn. So I was, I went from being a kid in a skate park within a six month, a six month period, not skating outside at all to being in Europe for two months.
0: Yo, you know, before we go forward, I want to say, I like to give people the flower while they can still smell it. Um, I want to say the reason why you got hooked up without having a video part. And, and I know for a fact it's because we all recognize we're like, damn, this kid is like a little prodigy, like from this area. You could just tell because you're so obsessed and you just like indulged and you. Thank you, man. You know, Thank you so like that's I, all I, knew. I, get it.
1: Mean, I I put it all into it that's all i really knew at the time
0: hell yeah so that must have been a trip going from just skating indoors to like new york what was it like going in there like and skating
1: oh it was crazy it was crazy because like it was like you know what i mean like it was it's it's crazy it was like the first time like there was a street spots pushing through traffic you know what i mean like just being out with zared and like at this point this one zared was like he was just like a phoenix like no like he had something that that you just couldn't get like dude and i think that everything just everything happened at the right time like it was just like it was crazy it was all perfect timing like just skating the city for the first time like you know what i mean just being out late night like three four in the morning in the city just skating through jumping on the subway like it was all crazy experience to me because i never did that so it was just nuts from, like, being at home in a skate park and then being in the city just kind of doing my thing.
0: Yeah, it's like the wild, it's like the wild in New York City, for sure. It's fucking, especially at 13, like, you could get into some shit. <laughs> was your parents, were your family, like, your mom and all the people back home, were they tripping? Because they're like, you got hooked up by, like, this big company and all this stuff, did they think it was, like, damn, you know, like, crazy, I mean, it was crazy,
1: (laughs) at the time, like, at the time, I didn't really, like, I don't, I don't think they really even really understood, you know what I mean, like, I don't think they got it, because you got to think, like, I'm, I'm probably, I'm one of, like, probably 30 or 40 black kids that that went to my high school, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, like, so, for me to even be acknowledged as a good skateboarder, to them, it kind of just, it didn't really seem, like, it didn't seem right cuz i was always good at sports you know what i mean like i was good at basketball i was good at football i was always good at sports so like they always knew i was good at sports and they understood that yeah. but when it came to this it was just such a such a a thing to the left they just couldn't really get it but then when like the boxes would show up to the house like with the clothes and like all the shoes would show up and all the boards and they would be like it'd be different cuz my mom would go to work and she'd be like my my employee her son was talking about you talking about you're a good skater and like that's when she actually realized that it was like something like that It was i was doing something like positive you know she just thought i was just kind of having fun well i was but
0: why do you think why do you think you pursued skateboarding over sports was it just because that park's there
1: i think at that time like because at that time you you know i was very reckless yeah so i didn't like to like conform to nothing so this was something i could do with no constraints like I could do whatever I want. So I was just gone. Yeah. And at that point feeling free and being able to be on my own, I think that's what really that's what made me want to be like a skater. That's what made me keep going out every day cuz every day was different. Yeah. It wasn't like just standing outside waiting for someone to call me and be like, "Yo, can I get some of this?" Can I like it was different.
0: Yeah, I I man, I feel the same way. The reason why I did, the reason why I, I love sports. I played football, baseball, basketball i can play basketball a a little bit (laughs) um but the reason why i fell in love with skating was because like i didn't have to be on a team like my school grades didn't matter like i was angry as fuck i wasn't gonna make a good teammate (laughs) you know what i mean not
1: at all that's not for me yeah so
0: just having that skateboard you like and the cool thing about skating was like it was for the misfits like the weirdos like it was always like strange as fuck like whoever wanted to get in could get in you know it's very exciting you know (laughs)
1: <laughs> it was yeah. There was you know anyone was welcome. It was it was good. Like I could just blend in, and I didn't really feel like everyone was watching.
0: Yeah, until that's tight. until I
1: realized that everyone was watching.
0: Yeah, that's tight too. <laughs> um. All right. So back to the zoo. Who was on at that time? obviously Zared. Who else was on? Uh, so
1: it was Zared. When I first got on, it was Zared, Todd Jordan. Yes. Anthony Korea. So good. Um. Harold, fuck yeah, <laughs> Brian Brown, and Robert Lopez Mont.
0: Damn, that's such a solid squad. But turtles and was so. Good. And,
1: and you know what? I think Forrest had just got on. Like I got on, and then Forrest got on like a couple months later.
0: That's like a dream team, dude. Yeah,
1: we were chilling. Like it was a good. It was good. It was good. And I was the baby. I was the youngest dude on the squad. So it was like. It was good, it was good.
0: So for Zoo, like, you were probably getting flown when you are at the park and through Water Brothers and stuff. Then you start going to the cities and meeting the dudes. Was there an official moment where they're like, yeah, you're on the team?
1: Do you want to know it's crazy? No. No. (laughs) When they first brought me to New York, they are like, yeah, we're going to bring you out to skate with us. And that's all. I went out and skated. I went back home. Jeff called me, and he was like, can I talk to your mom? And I was like, yeah. And he explained to my mom that they wanted to bring me to Europe for two months damn and i was like i didn't even like i I didn't understand like i was like what do you mean bring me to europe like (laughs) what (laughs) i'm where like i'm not going nowhere and even then even when we were on the the trip they didn't do nothing like no one said nothing to me they didn't say nothing what they did was like towards the middle of the trip when i was sleeping they filled up a bunch of buckets with water and soap and like all types of crazy shit And they fucking dumped it on me while I was sleeping. And they were Alright, now you're on the team. So that's actually how I got on the team. It wasn't actually any of the skating. It was the fact that they were able to pour buckets of water on me while I was sleeping.
0: Yeah, that's so sick. I've actually seen clips of that online somewhere. (laughs)
1: Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy.
0: Um We were speaking about you're speaking about Jeff, Jeff Pang, right? Yeah. Just so the people know. He's the man. So good, dude. Mixtape and just... Yeah,
1: Jeff's East Coast legend. East Coast legend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So much pop and style. Damn, that whole mixtape era was so sick. That's when, like... When I got a chance to ride for zoo, I was, like, that's what fueled it was that, that video mixtape. You're, like, damn, they did something so cool. And then to be a part of that is, like, kind of tight as well.
1: Yeah, it was original, you know what I mean? It was it, it felt good to be a part of something, like, especially being from the East Coast. It was, like, the whole – at that time, the whole Cali thing, it wasn't for us, you know what I mean? like Yeah. So it was – it was just good like that was kind of like where you wanted to be if you were like a good dude from the east coast you know like that's where you wanted to be
0: yeah that was the opportunity for sure yeah that's how it is um oh i wanted to ask you uh the two-week tour that was sick and you got to kick it with harold did you guys like how'd that go off
1: yo me and harold were me and harold had some times man (laughs) me and harold used to get into it all the time like it was just crazy, because, you know, Harold's got a strong personality. I got a strong personality. At that time, I'd say whatever I wanted. Nothing mattered. You are right?
0: like the little him, dude, basically. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly, exactly. So the, the 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 tensions were often very high. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was all good. It was good. But, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, in all honesty, like, after that whole thing where Harold happened and, like, he had, like, he passed away and shit, I actually... No one no one had seen me for a while. Like, I was gone for, like, two years. Yeah. And I was just living in Florida. Like, I wasn't skating. I wasn't doing nothing. Like, I was just down in Florida getting checks. Like, getting paid the top salary to do nothing. Yeah. And it was, like, at a point in my life where, like, I wish that mentally I had been stronger. Because if I was able to fight through that and just continually go it, like, I I probably would have been a lot better off to, to today as far as, like, the skating goes. But I'm I'm, I'm happy that, that you know I mean everything that's happened, all the choices that I've been able to make, and where I've been able to go now that I'm not in it. And
0: the truth, how, yeah. the truth is, it's a growing process. So it's like some people never go through any craziness or hardship, so they don't grow in a certain way. You know, it's like, and then some people go through a lot of hardship and craziness, and then they don't grow from it. They kind, of, it's kind of stunts their growth. But it's, like, those hardships and those things that you're, like, you know, you look at, that shit's actually what gives you those gifts you have now. It gives you that, like, perspective and understanding of it, you know? Like, imagine if this shit was a cakewalk for you. You wouldn't have as much heart, you know what I mean?
1: Not at all. Not at all. Hmm. Not at all. No, I I get it. I totally get it. So I just had to deal with that for a while. and like, that actually had me really messed up because I didn't go back to New York for, like, it was like four or five years. Like I didn't go back to the city after that. Like, why'd I just, you, didn't, what's why'd up?
0: You, sorry, why'd you end up in Florida anyways? What was down there? Well,
1: I went down there because I was, I went down there because I was chasing this girl. I was with this girl for a while. And she looked good she though? She moved to Florida. Excuse me?
0: She looked good though, apparently. of oh, course. Yeah, of
1: course. <laughs> <Yeah, of> Come <course. laughs> on, oh, man. You gotta think at that point in my life, I had it all. You know what I mean? So I was just yeah. like, I was like, yeah, I'm go. I could go wherever I want. So I just went. Yeah. But that turned to shit, often like everything else does when involved in other females that really aren't that compatible with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so then,
0: so how did you end up going back from Florida to New York?
1: I actually went from Florida to L.A.
0: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah, so I went from Florida to L.A., and then I was in L.A. and SF for like four or five years. Yeah. And then shit turned around and I like started like running around back and forth and I finally came back to the city this was probably like I want to say like two years ago yeah I went back for the first time and it was good man like the vibe was crazy everything was good I just had to get out of Florida like Florida wasn't for me I think at that time when I was in Florida I was getting a lot of emails and calls from people that were like yo look looks like we're probably gonna like cut you or drop you or like something's gonna happen because you're not doing nothing and we have all this money tied into you and you're getting paid a professional skater salary and at that time I wasn't even pro yet I think I had probably just turned pro yeah yeah I probably had just turned pro so I was like like 19 or 20s and like I was getting fucking paid to do nothing and I was that was like the prime of my career I should have been out really getting it but because I was dealing with like just the personal issues and like thought I had like other obligations and just you know sometimes being talented is a downfall you know what I mean yeah it's yeah. better to be someone that's hard working and talented than someone that's just talented
0: yeah because I imagine if it count it come easy come easy go type scenario you know exactly what I mean? exactly I feel like because I had a knee injury when I was younger dude I was like 16 and I I hurt my knee and that kind of like humbled me, like, I always had to deal with that, so, because I, like, felt like when I was growing up, I was, like, pretty good at skating, like, it came pretty easy to me, I, like, always worked hard, but it was, like, <laughs> came pretty easy, but then I had that injury, and that always kind of just stayed on me, I always had to work through an injury, you know, and, uh,
1: yeah. no, that's like-
0: kind of kept me humble, though, it kept me, like, focused and driven, and, like, because I always had to heal myself after, like, a couple months. I'd be like, Oh fuck this injury, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm
1: all banged up. I still got to worry about this knee.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's crazy. Yeah, good, I feel dude. better than I ever have, and I'm 33 now, and I, like, I just fucked up. Like, I don't, I feel like, someone said I was, like, Benjamin Button, and I was, like, growing <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: you got, Oh, you got that Benjamin Button. <laughs> uh, Button.
0: <laughs> Alright, enough about me. Let's go to uh <laughs> Zoo York and the skate match. Remember, I, I, I don't know how that came to be, but you were on, like, a show, huh?
1: Yeah, I was on the, the first ever actual reality skateboard show. Damn. crazy! So, yeah, so I was probably at that time I was probably like fourteen. This is when I went on the trip. This is this is exactly how it all happened. Like I went on that trip my for my first time to Europe and it was to film this T V show.
0: Oh, that's what it was for, your first that's trip. That's what
1: it was for. That was my first trip ever. So like I like I had never been nowhere. Like I ain't never been to like at that point I ain't never been to like no Tampa. I think I went to New Jersey one time
0: for okay. a
1: contest. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that was it. Like, I went and skated, in like, I didn't go nowhere. So, we went there to film the TV show. That shit, like, that completely changed my whole entire, like, that changed the, the whole trajectory of where I was going. Like, okay. I knew that. Go ahead, I'm sorry.
0: Let me say this, let me say this. I always brag about how, like, Steve R. from Fibro took me to, he took me from the projects to Japan for my first time. Like, similar story to yours, but yours tops me, dude. Yours, you have a TV show to film. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was crazy at that time. Look, it's it's crazy now when I think about it. But at that time, when I was just doing it, I, it wasn't like it never really hit me until I went back to school. Yeah. After we got done filming and the show was on TV, and I went back to school, and it was like at this point I was going to school a lot because I was just trying to get my shit back together because my mom was writing me about it and my sponsors were actually writing me about it because Jeff was always on me about the school shit, because I would always just be, at this point, just skating, I wasn't worried about nothing, Yeah. so, I would come back from being on the trip, the shit would be on TV, and I would be in school, and people would, I would just hear them whispering, like, all this other shit, and I would be like, that's when it hit me, and I was like, oh shit, like, that was really fucking crazy, like, I was just on TV, like, this little nigga from motherfucking Rhode Island, (laughs) this little nigga, like, you gotta really think about this shit, like, First motherfucker ever to be doing some shit like that. Some little nigga from Rhode Island. Ain't nobody ever known me. They don't know shit about me. <laughs> I ain't ever come out with no kind of video parts, no nothing. Ain't nobody know what an Nikhil Brathwaite is. <laughs> Niggas might think that's some weird kind of slip-on. <laughs> uh, the shit is, uh, it was crazy, dog. The whole shit was fucking crazy. It was, that's it was some
0: that's what's a trip, ahead? dude. That's a fucking trip. I'm fucking, I'm hyped that it, it works out that way. It's fucking awesome. That's what's awesome about skateboarding. That's how it, it could. Yeah,
1: you never know, man. Your life could change with a single flight.
0: Yeah, crazy. Um. Oh, when you were on the show, though, so did they kind of break it down, like, on the trip? Like, this is what it's for. This is a show. Like, it wasn't like they were trying to control it or anything. It seemed like it was pretty just like a raw skate trip, and they were filming you guys, you know?
1: Yeah, the whole thing about it was they were like, look, we're just going to be capturing what goes on. That's it. Like, you do what you want to do. So, like, the whole time, like, even in, like, there's, like, other, there's other footage, like, uncensored footage of it. And, like, there's shit. Like, I'm doing and doing, like, doing and saying a bunch of crazy shit, like, having sex with girls on camera. Like, I was 14. Like, (laughs) a lot of shit was going down. Like, look, this shit was not a, look, it was not a kiddie tour. I might have been a kid, but they did not put me on a child's tour. I was an adult. <laughs> Tour that shit should have had a fuck like, one of those little placards on the side that says parental advisory. And I look when I came back from that, everything everything had changed. Like my life changed. Like yeah. my whole outlook on everything had changed. Yeah, you, I was around men. Like I was around grown men for two months as a child in Europe with money. <laughs> 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 like,
0: you like experience. You like experience the real rawness at a young age. Like, I mean, you do that in the projects too. I'm, I'm like, where I grew up, you like deal with crazy people and adults and real life situations. And then you went to Europe and you got you got into the lust side of it, the fucking sin side. You were like making pornos. It was
1: crazy, dog. This <laughs> shit was crazy. This shit was, was crazy. I'm saying, like, I'm saying. 14 drinking absinthe in czech republic like mm. tripping balls like it, the shit is it, it was nuts man the whole thing was fucking insane like when
0: you when you were in it did you realize that or just looking back now you realize it
1: no nah, i didn't i didn't realize like i still i didn't realize it till now yeah. now that like i get around like my like my friends that are skaters now like the kids are a little younger than me and they like always bring that shit up yeah now i actually think about how crazy it is because like at the time, I was just living in the moment. Like, yeah. I was fully just being a dog with my shit. I was just in the moment. Yeah. So, I, I didn't really, like, it didn't dawn on me until after. You um. Know what I mean? like
0: People still bring that shit up. Me. People still bring that video up. Like, I've had people bring it up to me recently, actually. The skate maps, the whole trip and everything. It's crazy.
1: Um, yeah, that shit's insane.
0: So, all right, we'll move forward a little bit. After New York, like, what happened? Where do you go from New York? far as sponsorship is i
1: think so after zoo york i think after that prior to like prior to right before leaving zoo i was like just trying to figure out what, what i was going to do because at that time i needed i needed to leave zoo york but i shouldn't have left zoo york you yeah. know what i mean it was kind of one of those things where it was like i was i was at a point where i probably had had risen too fast like i Still needed time to, like, develop myself. So when it was time for me to, like, really part ways and try to figure out what to do, talent-wise, I don't think I was ready. Yeah. So it took a while for me to fall into another sponsor. So when I did get another board sponsor, I ended up riding for Think. And That's then I ended up riding for all of – I ride, I rode for all of their companies. So it was, like, Think, Indie – I don't know, Think, Venture, uh, Lucky Bearings. Was it Hubba? Uh, yeah, Hubba Wheels. And I was just – I was over there. And then, that was cool. Like they did, a, they did some stuff for me. They sent me to like Australia with Lizard King and shit. And, like that was cool. Yeah. But that wasn't the right fit for me. Like that, that just wasn't it. Like the SF dudes, I love everybody up there. Those dudes are amazing. Like their whole contribution to skateboarding just is like it. It's 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 what it is. You know what I mean, they are they do keep it real. You know what I mean? They're they're the East Coast of the West Coast. Yeah. So it's like. They keep it real, so I really dig it. I really respect everyone up north. I, I'm one hundred percent down for all those dudes. It was just at that time I think for me it just it was too too much of a jump. Like it was too fast of a jump. And I it wasn't it wasn't right. It wasn't right for me.
0: Yeah. That's dope though. How long did you ride for Think?
1: I was probably on there for about a year.
0: Yeah. And how do you part ways there? And where'd you go? What'd you end up doing? I know there was a little lapse where I was like, What's up with the kill?" I hadn't seen you in a while. You know, you know,
1: what happens was I, at that point, I, that, I came to LA. So this is like the first time I was in LA. I was probably like 19. I was like 19. And I ended up writing for this company called Vehicle, which was yeah. owned by Robin and Jemmy. Yeah. Another East Coast legend. So at the time it was like, it was like me, Eli Reed. Um, I think Charles Lamb was on the team at the time. Charles Lamb the, is so good. Yeah, he was a beast. He was a problem. He was he was a problem. White, yeah, that yeah, them white niggas was nice back in <laughs> the day. I remember the white niggas from the city. The white niggas had swagger. I I ain't even go be. I go lie. The white niggas, Brian Brown. The white niggas have the niggas have moves.
0: turtles so, so good, dude.
1: The niggas have moves, dog. So we did that for a little bit, and it didn't really pop off. It didn't really go how we wanted it to go. Yeah. So. Um, what happened then is that I kind of just, like, I wasn't even skating. Like, I was still skating. Like, I might have been going out skating. Like, I was skating Paul's Park every now and then, but I wasn't really skating like that. Yeah. And then I got on Famous.
0: Yeah, that's right. Damn,
1: and man. then when I got on Famous, everything changed again. Like, that was, like, another another change. Like, so, I went from being an employee for a skateboard company to my boss being Travis Barker.
0: Yeah, wow. So,
1: everything switched up. So, at that point... It wasn't as much about the skating as much as it was about my personality because he put me, he chose me solely off my personality. He knew nothing about my skating. He knew that I skated, but he just, he liked my personality. We had met a few times because he was doing music with a friend of mine and I just, I would roll with him. Yeah. And so I got the call from Felix and Felix was like, yo, look, we want to, we want to work with you. Like, how do you feel about coming over here and being a part of the team? And at this point I had no board sponsor. Like, yeah. I had no sponsors, period.
0: That's like, crazy.
1: I, I think I might have been, like, getting, like, I might have been riding for Diamond at the time, but, like, everyone was riding for Diamond, so it, it didn't, it wasn't, like, it wasn't nothing, you know what I mean? It was just kind of, like, cool, you're a part of the cool club, like, you can be cool. Yeah, yeah. So, that shit passed, and then when I got on and everything started to work with, with Felix and everything with Amos, shout out to Felix what Felix, people don't know about Felix, Felix is responsible for breaking a lot of dudes. He, yo, he broke Andrew Pott when no one wanted to give Andrew Pot a chance. He broke uh Louis Tolentino when no one wanted to get behind Louis Tolentino. He broke Manny Santiago when no one wanted to get behind Manny Santiago. And he spent more than enough time breaking me so I would be able to turn pro. So it, without people like that, it would have took a lot for me to get to where I was at. But yeah. because I was working with Felix, I was able to get on City Stars.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. And so City Stars came back and it was me, Kareem, and Andrew Pott. And then I turned pro for City Stars, and that's when I turned pro. I was probably like twenty, nineteen or twenty.
0: Damn, you like you, know? you did a whole bunch of shit before you turned pro, though. You definitely deserved a board.
1: <laughs> See, the the thing is, I might have been like yes and no because I might have been everywhere, but I was still like wasn't as consistent with the content as I should have been.
0: Yeah, like so not a work, like, it was like a job, kind of like you gotta. Yeah,
1: approach. like I was still like. I had, like, rapper mentality. Like, I would be like, all right, I would go skate, like, when when they were like, all right, you need to skate. Like, when the label calls and they're like, we need your album, and they're like, okay, I'm going to start working on it. Like, <laughs> that's when I would do it. Like, even even up to filming my famous part when they did the famous video, and the, even before that, well, I'll get to that. Yeah. But when I was on – after City Stars, I would quit City Stars because it wasn't working out with Kareem. Like, the paper wasn't right. The, the money wasn't coming in. He was selling boards with my name on it and I wasn't getting no money. I don't, that, that's, that's just plain and simple how that happens. It's, it happens it to a lot of people, it's just skateboarding. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, sometimes so, things don't work the way you want and then you're in a situation and that person's in the same situation and it's just like, you're like, fuck, it's not going the way we want, you know? It's like, yeah, so we
1: just mix- ways. it was, yeah. yeah, it was no big deal. We just parted. Yeah. And then after that, I was, uh, I didn't have a board sponsor for a while. But I was skating again because I was on Famous. So I had Felix just like on, like on, like, come on, let's go skate, let's go skate.
0: That's so sick.
1: And then eventually I had got on Jeremy's, Jeremy Roger started a company. So? Self- and I went pro- for his company, Selfish, yeah. Is this, and I was on, is
0: this still around?
1: Um, I think so. They're still selling boards with my name on it. Okay. I'm not getting text for.
0: Damn sick! All right, word.
1: That's high, right, that's the new shit. Yeah. New shit. I mean, I'm not shit. mad
0: at it. I'm not mad at it. Hey,
1: it's like mixtape. That's how I look at it. <laughs> they just took my album, turned it into a mixtape, and sold it. <laughs> I'm not mad. That's the- it's all good. But yeah, that happened, and then like after that, I just kind of was just doing my own thing. Like I still had like some stuff come out. Like I had a couple tricks come out here and there, and I was just kind of doing my thing, and then I just had to realize that it was there was something else more there's more to life you know i mean there was something more for me like
0: yeah that's dope actually let's (laughs) before we go forward i want to go forward but for before i want to kind of talk about um filming for the the famous video dude you guys just oh man together all you guys andrew pa and felix just mob out and skate the city
1: No, at at this point i wasn't living with felix anymore i think i was living with jer I was either living with Jeremy or PJ. I was staying with PJ for a while, and PJ would like really helped me. Like that's that's when like the progression came because I was skating with someone like of his caliber, and he would really like take the time to like work with me, like work with me and work with my shit, so I'd get it right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then, that's tight. that's how he does that, or he did that. And then,
1: so they probably had like a year and a half to film for this video. I I was just bullshitting. Like I did nothing for eight months. <laughs> nothing, like. They would call me up. I would just duck the phone calls. I was back on my, like, I was back on my, like, okay, I'm back in the game. I'm just going to relax and chill out and shit.
0: Yeah, Rockstar, put your feet up.
1: Yeah, you know, so I just was just chilling, chilling. Then they were like, yo, look, we're going to Europe for a month and a half. Like, you got to come. And this was, this was, like, previously before that, I almost got kicked off because they kept booking flights for me to show up, like, I would fly from, like, L.A. back to Florida to go, like, hang out with this girl and just be in Florida. Like, I would not come back. So I would be – I was supposed to be there for, like, three days. I ended up being there for, like, a month and a half.
0: Damn.
1: So (laughs) at this point, they were like, yo, look, we're not going to be paying you in the excess of this amount of money for you just to be down in Florida just having fun and shit when you're supposed to be filming a video. This deal, they put up, like, 700 Gs to film this video. So – I fucking get back to fucking – I get back to L.A. They're like, we're going to Europe. This dude, Felix, I had no ID. Like, look, I was flying around with no ID. I'm still moving around with, with no ID. That's just, they might as well – that's just high roll. <laughs> J- John Doe. But, uh, this dude, Felix, took two days out of his time to pick me up. Drive me around all over L.A. to get all this shit ready so I can get my passport shit situated and my ID so I was able to get on the flight and be in Europe with these dudes while they were filming a video. Damn. So, we go to Europe to film this video. I have no footage. I have nothing. I think I have, like, one trick.
0: Like, you, one prior, trick. prior to the trip, you had no footage?
1: I had no footage. None. Not a single clip. So we get to Austria, and there's, like, this huge double set there. It's, like, the biggest double set in Austria. They, like, talk about how huge it is. And I'm, like, all right, well, I'm going to start filming for my part right now. After I hadn't been skating or nothing. Like, so I was, like, all right, cool. Skating the double set. I'm just, like, running up to it, running up to it, running up to it. And I'm, like, all right, like, let's try. Like, let's try a couple. Try a couple hard flips. Try a couple hard flips. I land on one, and I'm going so fast that I step off. E. And I hyperextend my knee. I I pull all of the muscles in my thigh to the point to where they almost snap. Jeez, I tear crazy. my meniscus, and I I do like some other crazy shit to my knee, where to where there's like they have to drain a ton of fluid out. Oh, man. And at this point, this is the first day. This is the first day of the month and a half trip.
0: When it rains, it pours.
1: So I'm like, all right, shit. I'm definitely done. Like I'm like, my career is over. Like it's over, like, it's it's done, like, I don't have any footage, I don't have nothing, Yeah. so,
0: Some good I'm time. in Austria,
1: <laughs> yo, this shit's crazy, so I'm in Austria, and they're like, yo, not only, not, not only is my leg completely destroyed, completely yes. destroyed, like, they're like, look, you can be, you can be back to being fine and being good if you do these exercises, and you take this shot, and you stick it in your stomach, what and you fuck? shoot yourself in the, yo, I had to shoot <laughs> myself in the stomach, twice a day so I wouldn't get trombosis are because I serious? couldn't move my leg, yeah. Because it was like, it was all ripped up tissue and shit inside my leg. They didn't want me to get a blood disease. I never heard so, of nothing like that, dude. The shit was crazy, dog. This shit was insane. So, I'm chilling there. These niggas are wheeling me around to all the <laughs> signings because we had signings. So, Felix is carrying me the signings, wheeling me around. I'm just this broke dude on the trip. So With, no footage, trip. with no footage. With no footage. No I got footage. No, no footage, dog. None. <laughs> Not a damn nothing. I don't even got an intro. I got nothing, dog. Oh, shit. I don't got nothing, dog. I, yo, I had nothing. Alright? Not a fucking, not a drop in the bucket. Damn. So, I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get on it, I'm gonna get on it. I get banged up. I'm doing all this shit to get healthy. Felix has got me doing all his exercises so I can get healthy. Two weeks go by and I'm like, alright, like, I get a, I like, get a, a board. Like, I get my, my board. I get my trucks, I get my wheels, I get all my shit, I got my pro board at the time, like, I had just turned pro. Damn. I set it up, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to skate until we get to Spain, because we were in Austria, and we were going through, like, all of, like, everywhere, like, Germany, all over the place, These you can get footage, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to skate until we get to Spain, I'm not going to skate until we get to Spain. We get to Spain, this is, like, after I've set the board up, this is, like, a week and a half after that, so I got, like three weeks to get some footage and i'm fresh off of like being banged up
0: did you feel My, did you feel better or Did you feel like somewhat better like you could go at it now though
1: i don't know like i gonna be real with you i was smoking so much hash <laughs> i was smoking so much hash dog and i was on so many so much painkillers and yeah. it was so hot that i didn't I, at that time i was delirious like i didn't really care about nothing all i knew is i had this amount of time while in europe to get this footage yeah so damn I'm grinding, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. I happened to film damn near my whole entire part in this three-week time period while I'm in Europe.
0: If anyone could, it would be you, dude. Yeah,
1: it's the craziest thing. Yo, I did the same thing for Vicious Cycle. Same thing. All of my footage is all from Europe, and I got like a minute from when I came back home. So I I did the same thing. I ran the same process. I was out there. I banged it all out. I came home. I got two tricks. I got my ender when I got back to L.A., and I got another trick to fill up the part. Yo. God, like, God willingly, I was able to pull through on that one, and it was just, like, that was a time where, like, I, I thought I was gonna lose it all. Yeah. Like, just, just lose it all, and that was just because it was crazy, it was just...
0: Those two, those two, di- those two video parts are testament to how good you are if you're focused and disciplined.
1: Yeah, I wish I was able to put out two more, man. I wish I was able to club him with two more.
0: Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm older than you, and I'm working on a part right now, dude. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah,
1: but you know, you know how you know niggas be, you know the joints get to breaking down and shit.
0: The
1: fucking Hennessy and the weed and the fucking Jameson and shit.
0: Oh, I feel you. You know,
1: you know, slowing down. I still got it. I still got glimmers of greatness from here and there.
0: Yeah. But, Come back you to be home, a- back home though. I'm gonna try to get you back home. You I'm gonna try-, try
1: to, you know what? For the summertime, I'm gonna try to come back because you're gonna do the, you're gonna do the uh, the uh, the camps, right?
0: Yeah, we're gonna do skate camps in the summer, and then um towards the end of summer we'll do the New England Am our skate contest again. But also you gotta come home because they just opened up like a three million dollar skate park right next to the fucking garden, garden in Boston.
1: Yeah, the the and that shit's outdoors, right?
0: Yeah, think about this kill. I've been tripping out. I'm like, dude, my nigga, my
1: nigga, hey, my nigga. Yeah, it's December, my nigga. It's freezing there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, My black
0: ass is not coming back. Nah, no. 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 Wait till the next the summer-, summer time yeah. yeah, I'm down. Yeah, come it's out down. like uh... right when it's starting to thaw out. You know what I'm saying? Like the season is starting
1: to thaw. Yeah,
0: you don't. <laughs> you don't want to be here in August because it's so hot. Nah, uh, it's gonna thrown up. Yeah. But, uh, I'm going
1: to try to come through in, like, like July or something. I'm going to come through. I'm definitely going to come through and kick it.
0: Yeah, for sure. We'll meet up. But uh, what I was going to say is, like, this trips me out because, like, we have – we basically, in Boston, you'll appreciate this, we have a stadium now, like, right next to the Boston Garden. I could literally throw a fucking basketball to the Garden, and it's a $3 million, like, $3 million, like, skateboard stadium under a bridge free, like, that level. About time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. About I'm all, time. I know you're in California, and you guys out there in California have hit these heights like, so before East Coast, obviously, the industry developed out West, but for us in Massachusetts to have that, it like, you gotta come check it, it's insane, dude.
1: No, I'm definitely gonna check it, dog, it's a, it's about time, I knew they were, they had been talking about building it for, like, two or three years, and, like, finally it, it happened, and I, like, seen, I seen some video of it, Yeah, and it's, like, that's, like, honestly, like, that's so good for the city, like, yeah. That's good for the city. That's good for the kids of the city like Yeah, you a want A lot of the
0: go ahead. the duck boats go right by the skate park. They go into the water right where the skate park is. So all these kids on these duck boats are going by like a $3 million skate park and just seeing the craziness.
1: That's insane though. So many good kids are about to come out of Boston again. It's going to be so dope.
0: Yeah, it's going to pop. It's already popping. This area is like lit up like crazy. Like so many people are doing crazy shit here and just keeping the hype and all these jams and like it's fucked, it's skateboarding's the best I've ever seen it on the East Coast right now, as far as, like, everyone being involved in, like, I don't know, it's so heavy, dude.
1: That's tight, dude, That's it's good, it needs a rebirth, hopefully it's coming.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, alright, let's move to, like, present day now, you're out in Cali, and what are, you, what are you up to nowadays, man?
1: Well, now I just work with skaters, like, off and on, a couple dudes here and there, and just trying to figure out what's going on next in my next life journey.
0: Yeah. Sick. and I just we're, figured it out. Are you just chilling in uh, SoCal? I see you at Paul's Park a lot, too. Do you have, like, a daily routine where you just get out and skate? Are you working? What are you up to, man?
1: So now what I do is I, I kind of work with a lot of athletes. So i like like, uh, just working with dudes on the day-to-day, like, just figuring out how to, like, mainstream their whole entire their whole program so everything works better for them That's being someone that was in the industry for a while i know exactly what the dudes need to do to, to maintain yeah from being one that personally should have been able to do it but slacked off so i know when i see the slacking i can be like all right dude come on let's get it
0: yeah you could find you Just, could it seems like because you've been in the industry for long enough you could kind of like you can see where the dudes need to step up or need to be involved in certain things and like... Exactly. Yeah, that seems like you'd have that foresight. That's pretty sick.
1: Yeah, so it's just, I've just been doing that and so that's been going well for me and just hopefully just growing, just making the company bigger and just just being an adult. Hell yeah. Or attempting to be.
0: <laughs> I know, I'm trying the same shit. I've been trying forever to be an adult. It's so fucking hard for me to get it together.
1: Yeah, but you got the podcast booming though.
0: Oh dude, for real. I had a this hundred downloads. Like I have like subscribers all over the world. It trips me out. Like the map lights up and it's cool because it's just cause you guys have crazy stories and it's like I'm just down to like broadcast them basically and it <laughs> fucking trips me out dude. But I knew it. I knew this podcast would be successful because I uh I know how sick skateboarders are. I know the stories, I know the qualities it takes to be a skateboarder. Like you just described it, like yeah. <laughs> the lifestyle is crazy and it takes a lot to get to the level that you've gotten to with, with a pro board and like travel the world and you're thrown into the you did it at a young age as well, which is fucked. <laughs> Especially on the East Coast and
1: <laughs> I know, it's a it was at a it was at a very an awkward time in skateboarding too. I remember when I got on zoo and they were so poor that I would get like two boards every two months and then they got bought out by a bigger company and then we were going to Europe
0: damn that's so crazy how that can happen oh uh I, I want to tell you I always think about this every time I drive by skaters island because I go by it now to go visit my homie and I go by it every time and if someone's in the car I always point it out I'm like that's where a lot of history went down like I, I school them every time and uh <laughs> But every time, all I think of, I swear to God, is that photo of, of, uh, someone holding you up while Donnie Barley's doing the 50 fakey across the door. <laughs> that's like the sickest shit.
1: Yeah, that was, that's it. That's, that's the package. That's it of bruising. Oh, was
0: that who was holding you up?
1: Yeah, I did that. And that's a testament to how little I was as a kid. Like, I was so small, had my knee pads on, and like, Man, that was a, that's crazy. That's a, that was a crazy moment.
0: So dope. And that photo, like, is just iconic. Did you just meet Barley from him going to Skater's Island?
1: Yeah, yeah. And Donnie helped me a lot, dude. Donnie, dude. Donnie helped me a lot. That's where, like, that's where I developed a style. Like, that's what I knew what style was. Like, yeah. He showed me what style was yeah you know, it was like all right man like i get it like i get it
0: <laughs> yeah he did that for a lot of people like all, all of us around him westgate myself like anyone who's i know skating, west
1: dude. westgate dude i love westgate watching westgate yeah dude, it looks like, like watching like a mini yeah it's like, yeah it's like a little donnie it's so sick
0: yeah it's i mean like
1: a reincarnation
0: we were blessed to have him on the east coast for sure and i really enjoyed charlie wilkins too and all those dudes vanique um all those dudes everyone from the east coast that like Actually filmed and like got sponsored and did shit like people that put themselves on the map. We had like some sick people. Joey Pepper, so good, dude. I love the East Coast. <laughs>
1: Damn, Joey <Billy> Pepper, man. <laughs> Jerry Fowler,
0: dude. I had him on the podcast actually. Jerry's Pete the. Pete
1: Nardone. Yep. Pont. The legends, dog. The, yes. the legend.
0: So dope. Um. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So, who you roll out skating with nowadays? Like, who are you skating with? And are you skating at Paul's Park and stuff? Are you guys just getting Insta clips.
1: Uh, I, dude, honestly, I'm probably only rolling out nowadays like, a couple people. Like, I probably roll out with, like, Nick Tucker every now and then and, like, Paul. Sick. And then, like, the rest of the dudes just, like, maybe Seva here and there. Just I kind of keep my circle kind of small. We got our own little crew, so we kind of just mob up and just go.
0: That's good. I wanted to ask you a little bit um about what you thought about social media. Like, the game has changed. Like, since you were describing coming up with New York where they, like, paid for you to be in magazines and videos... It's like the whole thing's changed. How do you feel about social media and technology and shit and skateboarding right now?
1: Um, I think it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. I think they presented social media to skateboarders as an outlet for them to, to display their, their tricks. Yeah. But in a sense, there's no kind of, like, structure to it. So now you're just bombarded with just everything. Yeah. And that's that's not bad for someone that's overly searching for it. But... There should be a way to streamline what what you're searching for and actual what you're searching for. Yeah. So it's kind of a very it's very it's a very complex thing. Like I think it's great. There's a lot of girls with like big huge asses on social media and I think that's really dope. Like, I'm not even gonna lie.
0: Not mad at it. Not mad at not it. Not
1: mad not even a little bit. Not <laughs> even a little bit, so
0: i feel the the same way about social media it's hard for kids coming up nowadays i don't think there's a blueprint for kids these days it's like there's too many outlets and like you said there's no like streamline like there's no way and then there's like the barracks but like if the kids make it to the barracks it's not like it's very i don't know i don't see it as like a career path like if you make it to the barracks you're gonna make it you know like i don't know what it is for kids nowadays to do you know
1: yeah i don't know man all i know is that it's crazy the whole social media thing is nuts like Everyone needs a platform, like I had a platform that's why I was able to do what I did like in a sense, I was one of the first people to use actual it wasn't social media at the time, but it was mainstream media to a certain extent yeah to break into skateboarding. if I didn't have that that show at the time, who knows where my trajectory would have been who knows what i were where I would have gone you know what I mean like
0: yeah, it, I needed it, it, that it opened you up to a bigger market for sure because it was exactly. zoo and all the people behind it at that time it was like there was money and being pushed so it put you out there nowadays like you said it seems flooded kind of like where there's no structure the thing
1: no it's it's just it's the wild west like yeah social media and skateboarding is the wild west like it's it's basically put put your clip up it'll live for 45 minutes to maybe an hour <laughs> it might go for two days and then it's, then it's done
0: yeah I think, I think the, it's good for building community though, which is tight. Cause no, it's
1: definitely good for that. Like, yeah. as far as, as far as being able to be in tune with what's going on somewhere else in the world, I think at that point it's a good tool. Yeah. But when it's like, used for other things, it's kinda just like, alright, it's just nigga technology at that point.
0: Yeah, 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 I feel you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was oh. like, yeah, that's right. He Yeah, that was
0: actually real, that was true, that was, that was true.
1: You
0: nailed it, you nailed it. Hey, uh, quick question, quick question. Do you have medical marijuana? Are you hooked up out there?
1: Yeah, 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 you know. Oh, sick. I I keep it, you know, I I keep it, I keep it blown off, you know, you know how it is.
0: I have, I have the certificate, I actually like to talk about it all the time, I paid like, a hundred and something dollars, and then I can have legal marijuana. It's funny, it's crazy. That's just where,
1: like, in, where is that in Mass?
0: Yeah, Framingham. I had to drive up to Framingham. It's it's medicinal because I have arthritis. <laughs> <I'll have laughs> <my> Injury, <laughs> but like it's legit. I don't have to worry.
1: yeah that's tight, dude. You're in there.
0: And California should just legalize it across the board already. Like. What the-
1: if they figure out how to tax it? The whole thing is they got to figure out how to tax it.
0: Yeah, the money. Yeah, I, I yeah. get that. They're experimenting right now in certain states, that's all. <laughs> yeah,
1: they, and them states are doing well.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing, man. <laughs> um. Alright, I want to go back a little bit. I'm going to jump back in time. I wanted to uh ask you a little more about Harold, dude. Is there any, like, crazy Harold's moments that you could tell us about?
1: Man, I don't even...
0: You gotta dig deep if you can find one, like...
1: I know, I gotta, like, dig into the... I gotta, like, search in the memory banks, dude. Well, the because whole- there's, there's glimmers of, like, so much great things that he would do. Like, like one time we got off this flight, and we were in, like, Switzerland. <laughs> and you have to take this tram from one part of the airport to the next part so you can get on, like, get your the rest of your bags. Yeah. And the whole time, this dude, Harold, was just laying down in the center aisle while there was, like, literally, like... 50 people on this bus just squeezed together. He was just laying down saying, That's my man. That's my man right there. Mode the of mouth. That's my man. <laughs> that shit, I, that shit will never ever ever leave me. Like, I remember that shit forever. And he used to call me Little Mud all the time.
0: Why? Why?
1: I don't I don't know. <laughs> Do you have
0: dirt on you at all times or something? Nah, shit? not not at
1: that point in my life. I was pretty great. Uh, uh.
0: <laughs> Little Mud, that's kinda <laughs> tight. There's too many people that could say they got a nickname from Harold Hunter.
1: Yeah, look if you if you never got into it or, or fought with that man, you probably weren't that good of friends with him, like in in all honesty.
0: Yeah, Z- Zared came on the podcast and he was telling me about one of the first times he went into the city and he met up with Harold and Muska. And that was like his first set session in the city. I'm like, that's my- that's crazy. Yeah, imagine that that's combination. Crazy. Imagine that combination, right? Yeah,
1: there. that is crazy. <laughs> that's TNT and fucking napalm just strapped together. Gnarly. <laughs> Jesus. And that was probably during the day too. when Muska was really Muska.
0: Yeah. For sure. Ouch. That's the exact time right there. Crazy. Um. All right. So, I guess how I usually end it is like. If you wanted to shout anything out, like if you have any social media or anything you want to give some light to, man, by all means, let people know.
1: Shout out! Shout out, Nick Tucker. Hell yeah, Nick! Shout out, Wolf Pack. All Hell. the wolves out there, I know y'all, y'all see me. The wolves is rousing, they're out there prowling. Y'all see the background, majestic. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even know else to really shout out. No. Shout out to God for keeping a nigga alive.
0: Yeah, actually, we should go in. Shout
1: out Shetler for having a nigga on the podcast. I'm definitely the blackest nigga you've ever had on this podcast. And
0: I love it. I fucking love 100%.
1: it. 100%. Thank on you. my Skype screen, it's just a black dot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yo, the, the, the best, <laughs> yo, the best thing about the podcast is, like, I've had some dudes on, and it's like the new media. Because there's no censorship. We can literally say whatever we want, and people want that. They want, they want authenticity. They want realness. They want, like, something that's not phony. Because, like... So, I had dudes on and they don't, they, like, some dudes don't realize they can just be themselves and talk un, unlike, censored, you know? And it's like, the, sometimes it's tough, you know? Like, but, uh, I love that this is the blackest episode because you just fucking the let. The blackest,
1: me. this is the, yo! That's gotta be the title! Yeah. The blackest episode. The blackest episode, too. I love and it. I just come on here drunk with some chicken and shit. <laughs> and I just tell you how I really feel about niggas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no but you know what i mean like there's there's something real about it and sincere i think it's not even a color thing it's just from where you're from you're from like yeah, we
1: bo- and we boys dog you know what i mean we, yeah. we boys so it's i have no problem telling you exactly exactly how it goes down you know what i mean like we're we've been through a lot we've been we've been homies for a long time we grew up together yeah man you know, it ain't no thing
0: real recognized real for sure yes sir Although i had Sharikin on and he talked i'm gonna say this right now i gotta give him some credit this is this is he killed it with a good story. He told this crazy story about ending up in jail and, like, <laughs> it was... A, oh, that
1: nigga, Yo, know, that first off, he might actually get the, the blackest episode because his first name's Shuriken. I so know. So I don't even know how, I don't, I don't even know how I can even surpass that. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Shuriken. Yo, he get, wins. get
0: this right here. Um, I actually was on a website one time and I was, like, voted the seventh best black skateboarder. That's some uh-huh. shit. That's some racist shit, I think. Cause I'm white. Nah, that's that's props. I don't know who made the website though. I was looking. I'm like, how did I make the top ten? I beat you up. You <laughs>
1: want to be on the top ten? You know Wade Desarmo like number one on that list. Yeah. He a nigga. He a nigga just pretended to be white. We to him, Niggas as a collective are onto you, Wade Desarmo. <laughs> we are on to you.
0: He's welcome though. He's
1: welcome. Yo, he's the yo. He is the best. He's the best.
0: Yeah, he's I'll, the best. I met he's him briefly, real quick, and he was cool as hell. <laughs>
1: he's the best, though. Uh, he's the best. Everything about him, just the way how he carries himself, the tricks, the, the dude's amazing.
0: You think, you think you'll think you be out in Cali forever? Where do you think you end up? Anywhere else? Oh, hell
1: no. I'll probably end up in, like, Wyoming or, like, some <laughs> weird place like that. For real. With, like, a wicker chair and just one long split. Yeah. And a somewhat kind of fat white chick. She's not going to be really fat, but she'll be she'll be healthy.
0: It'll look right, though.
1: No, it'll look it look right. It'll all play the part. It like, I don't mind. Dog.
0: Yeah, I don't mind if they're thick, but it's got to be in the right places, you know what no, I mean?
1: No, it'll, it'll be right. There yeah. might be a little underjow, just because <laughs> you've been eating a lot of strudel and pies and shit. Pie season. <laughs> <laughs> Akil,
0: <laughs> Akil you're, my, you're one of my favorites, dude. In all sin- hey, I love you, man. In all sincerity, dude, you're one of my favorites. And I'm, I'm hyped that we got to catch up. And uh, you definitely have to come back on so we can talk some more shit and be, and be ridiculous. We'll let some life pass and some time. And then you'll come back on again.
1: Whatever you want to have me, I'm down.
0: Hell yeah. And, t- and since Nick kind of got a preview, tell him he's got the invite too. So just let Oh, Nick's
1: up. He's up. He's on deck.
0: Yeah, for sure. I like I like on, honest and real conversation, and I feel like the world and skateboarding needs it right now because it's too much bullshit. So I feel like just let everyone let their freak flag fly and just, like, be honest. <laughs> and then we could all just be like, oh, that dude's like that, that's like that. And then, you know, we can all just accept yeah, it.
1: No more hiding. No more hiding behind your positive posts.
0: Yeah, transparency is true. Just be real. Whatever it is. Yeah. Fuck yeah, kill. Thank you, man. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon.
1: All right, man. Have a great one. Hang on, brothers and
0: sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. Buddy, oh, hell yeah. Eight, say come on. Seven, to all my people where you six, at, put your
1: fist up. Five, we gon twist up. Four, say, come on, four, come on. Experience four, the train up. Hop the board. Come on. Experience rockin' with the reed.